This is Pastor Chris Simak from the Potter's House Eastside. This sermon was recorded on the 25th of April on Anzac Day in the morning. Uh, the title of this sermon is Honor in Sacrifice. Amen. Amen. Would you turn in your Bibles with me to Philemon chapter 1? Philemon chapter 1. When I was preparing this sermon, uh, I worked on this sermon uh, in the week with Pastor Dan, uh, and I had mentioned, I I don't think I've ever preached a sermon out of Philemon. Uh, If you look in the New Testament, it is in between Titus and Hebrews. In my Bible, it's one page because I say chapter one, but it's only one chapter. Uh, Philemon chapter one, and we're going to start right at the beginning in verse one. We heard the story there in the video of John uh, Simpson Kirkpatrick, uh, who died at age 22. Uh, He he served uh, for the Anzacs there in World War I, uh, which we learned this morning in the dawn service, uh, began uh, very early in 1914. Uh, Connor was trying to calculate how many years, and he said, are you... Puppy, are you telling me that the war went for four years? And I said, yeah, four years. Uh, and that wasn't the only one. I said, there's been other wars and bigger wars. And all uh, he's blown his mind. Uh, but here is John Simpson Kirkpatrick. We can think of the Anzacs. We can think of soldiers. And we can forget that they are individual people just like you and me. Simpson became famous for his work as a stretcher bearer. He was a medic. Uh, He never took up arms. Uh, He had never killed or wounded any other soldier uh, or enemy soldier. His sole purpose there, he went there to transport men that were wounded on the battlefield and risk his own life going out there to bring them back into safety. He transported the wounded men day and night from the fighting in Monash Valley to the beach on Anzac Cove. And I tell you, there is is something in us that when we hear the stories of individuals this morning at the dawn service, they mentioned another private uh, and and this man, uh, he was from here, from Howick. And he joined up uh, with, with the, uh, the NZ Army Corps, which was joined in together with the Anzacs that went and fought in Egypt uh, and different things. And they're describing the story of his life. And there is something in us. There must be something in us that when we hear these stories, we realize that we owe something. We owe something to these men and women that went before us. So this morning, I want to preach a a simple sermon that I've entitled Honor in Sacrifice. Honor in Sacrifice. Let's look at Philemon chapter 1, verse 1. Paul is writing this letter to Philemon and he starts it like this in verse 1. He says, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, that's who he's writing the letter to, our beloved friend and fellow laborer to the beloved Athia, which is his wife, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, to the church in your house, 
grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep that open. And we're going to look at a bit of uh, Paul's letter to Philemon there as we go through. But let's look firstly at indebted to sacrifice. Indebted to sacrifice. You see, because today is Anzac Day and today we honor the sacrifice of the Anzacs. Uh, but honoring sacrifice is something that must be there much more than just once a year. I mean, on Anzac Day, uh, we wake up, we, we do these different things. We might wear a poppy. Uh, we might go to some kind of service. We might have some kind of thought about the Anzacs. Uh, but that's once a year. On Mother's Day, is the, uh, some people, that's the only time that they thank their mum. Yeah, hey mum, thumbs up, you know, thanks for what you do and what's for dinner. Uh, Easter, some people, that's the only time. It's like uh, after they take their minds off the Easter bunny, uh, they think, okay, uh, yeah, thank you, Jesus, uh, the cross, the blood. That's the only time that we think about that. We might do something special and watch the Passion of the Christ or something other to, to kind of remind us. Uh, but then the day is finished and we go on our way. You see, in Paul's letter to Philemon, we see that there is an attitude of honor and respect for the sacrifice that he had received and that he had given Let's look at three uh, sacrifices here uh, that we are indebted to sacrifice. That word indebted means that you carry a debt you owe people. You owe people for the sacrifice that they've given to you. Let's look firstly at the debt between Paul and Christ. In verse 1, Paul says, he opens his letter here and he says, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Here Paul identifies first and foremost, you know what, before I go through anything else in the letter, uh, the only reason I am here is because I owe a debt to Jesus. The only reason I am here is because of my service to Jesus. I am indebted to Him. I have a gratitude for what Jesus did for me. And that's why I serve. On Tuesday night, when we had revival, I used this verse in the offering. And I said, Galatians chapter 3 tells us that Jesus paid for our freedom in his blood. Jesus paid for our freedom in his blood. I remember the, the scales falling from their eyes, the revelation when uh, two young girls uh, were sitting in my living room a couple of years ago uh, and we were talking about Easter for the first time uh, and they were in tears at 2 a.m. Uh, blown away. Why would he do that for me? Why would he do that for me? Blown away by what Jesus had done. There's a, there's a hymn that I love. And it says, Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe. 
Jesus paid it all. And that's why all to him I owe. I owe my life to Christ. I owe my life. I am the man I am today because of Jesus Christ. We are living the lives that we live today because of Jesus Christ. And that has to mean something. There has to be an application in every single one of us that says we are indebted to Christ. Regardless of how I feel. Regardless of what's got, what else is going on in my life. Regardless of how busy I am. There is a debt that I owe Christ and I want to serve Him. On Friday I mentioned I went out outreaching during lunchtime. And there, uh, I'm witnessing to a couple people there in GI. There was a couple that were sitting at a table eating some chips. Uh, and so I ambushed them, sat with them and, and told them about Jesus. They were very nice. They were very nice. But the, the guy said to me, as uh, a Maori guy, and he said to me, um, yeah, you know, God, he's a good fella. He's a good fella. And I think about him a lot. I pray a lot. And I, as I'm sitting there, I had this sermon in the back of my mind and I'm thinking, listen, he, he's much more than a good fella, buddy. Right? He's much more than a good fella. And if you really knew him, you would serve him. If you really knew him, you would sacrifice for him. So firstly, Paul is indebted to Christ. Secondly, Paul is indebted to Philemon and Philemon is indebted to Paul. There's a connection there. There's a bond there. Look at verse 2. He writes to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer. You see, even though uh, Paul is Philemon's pastor, even though the pastor is writing to his disciple, there is still a love and a respect. There's a history there. We go back. I know where you came from. That's what he's saying to Philemon. Look at verse 19. He, rem he reminds Philemon. Uh, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. In verse 19 he says, And I won't even mention that you owe me your very soul. <laughs> or you owe me who you are. You owe me yourself. Uh, that's what Paul is saying to Philemon. Listen, uh, there's a couple of things. and I, We don't even have to mention. Remember, remember, you owe me. Who was the guy that prayed with you? Who was the guy that went out on outreach? Paul witnessed to Philemon. He discipled him. He taught him. There was an investment from Paul to Philemon. Time, money, effort. Prayer, don't forget this. Why do we have to remind people on Anzac Day lest we forget? It's because we forget. We forget too easily the sacrifice of the Anzacs. And we forget too easily the sacrifice of Christ. And we forget too easily the sacrifice of others. We forget too easily and we start to get weird things in our head. Obviously, nobody here, right? Do they really love me? Did you see the way that they looked at me? They didn't shake my hand in the greeting time. They didn't call me. Hey, there's a... Verse 4. 
Paul says, I thank God for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And here Philemon and Paul, they, they have this connection. And, and Philemon owes Paul so much more than just what Philemon knows. Because there's a history of prayer and sacrifice and fasting, I'm sure, uh, that Paul would have had. And you know what, bro? Let's fast together. Let's get through this. That means something. At some point, that has to mean something. There has to be honor between us and those who we labor with. So one of the things that kept me in church sometimes uh, when I got a little bit tired and I got a little bit funky, one of the things that kept me in church is how is this going to affect? If I go funky, how is this going to affect my brothers and sisters? How is this going to affect people that are relying upon me? People that are expecting me to be there and I'm not there. People that are counting on me. There's a third connection between Paul and the church there in Philemon's house. Look at verse 2 to 3. Paul says to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer, to the beloved Aphia, his wife, Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house, grace and peace to you. You see, Paul greets Philemon. He greets his wife. He greets the household in the church with great love and affection. And he uses this word for Archippus. He says, our fellow soldier, because there's this idea of love and the battlefield. And it's this strange idea to put together. But what better day to put that together than on Anzac Day? Because there is a bond that is forged in battle. There is a connection that is made in battle. When we've been through some things together, there's a bond that is formed. Can you say amen? In John chapter 15 verse 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this, that they would lay down his life for his friends. And often that verse is used in Anzac Day services. Why? Because Jesus is talking about a great love that was born in a great battle. And when those two things are together and you see that there are people fighting side by side, praying with you, uh, fasting with you. There are people with you uh, that will carry you when you're low, uh, that will help you when you're you're in other places. Again, there's the battle that we've gone through. There's a debt that we owe to those that laid down their life. I think of the debt that I owe to Pastor Walsh. The debt that I owe to years of faithfulness. The debt that I owe. His family, his ups, his downs. Uh, Again, things that I would never know. And to this day, things that I have no idea that would have happened in his family, would have happened in his life. But you know what? He was there every Sunday. And whenever I called him, he was there. Whenever I needed him, he was there. I think of the debt that I owe uh, to people like Nathan Bourne. 
who when I was 16 years old, him and Susan had just gotten married and they would pick up this raggedy 16-year-old kid from my mum's house to everything. They would pick me up and take me to church. When I had a bad attitude, they'd pick me up. When I smelt, they picked me up. <laughs> and they took me to everything. And it was those guys that stuck by me. And never in my life would I have imagined that today we'd both be pastors in the same nation, in another nation. What the heck, man? Like God is a miracle working God. I read this article that said... Uh, in one generation, we've gone from a generation of sacrifice to a generation of sooks. <laughs> I hope that's not us. I hope that's not here. Can you say amen? <laughs> right? But you see it, don't you? A generation of sacrifice. It seems like a fairy tale to talk about young men and women that would go and die for a cause in another place far away. Today, those young men and women uh, are saying, uh, I've just turned 16. What do I get? What do I get? I'm entitled. What do I get? Do you know uh, my family only earns this much? What do I get? Everything is what do I get? How about a little sacrifice? Hallelujah. So let's look secondly at living in sacrifice. We have to understand the blessing that we experience today. The blessing that we experience today has largely been paid for by the sacrifice of others. Today we want to live in sacrifice. Today we want to say, okay, Jesus, I know I'm indebted to you. How do I live that out? How do I live that out from day to day, understanding that there's a sacrifice here? Because the natural reaction uh, to realizing the sacrifice that the price has been paid, the natural reaction is, God, I want to do something. This is what happens when people get genuinely saved and converted. When people get genuinely saved, you don't have to beg them to come to church. Because when people understand uh, I'm a sinner with all of this and now you've just wiped all of that clean. The scales, they're not, they're not right. So I need to do something. I need to come to church. I need to serve. I need to get involved. I need to do something to try and balance the scales. You're never going to balance the scales, but there's got to be something there to say, you know what? There was a conversion. There's a revelation. It makes the choice easy. You do something, if you do something because you have to, who's ever done something just because they had to? They have a bad attitude. It's like a duty. It's like, ah, oh, I guess I'll wash the dishes for you. And you look at them with a bad attitude. But who's ever done something just because of love? Because of sacrifice? You know what? I love you and it's a joy to wash these dishes for you. I don't think I've ever washed the dishes in joy, actually. Uh, but um, but maybe, maybe another example. Hallelujah. Look at verse 8. Paul is writing to Philemon and he says, Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you, 
what is fitting. Thanks for that. Yet for love's sake, I rather appeal to you. So here what Paul is saying is, for Paul, I'm, Philemon, I'm asking you a favor here. I could command you as your pastor, but rather I'm appealing to you in love. Because I want you uh, to live in sacrifice, but I want you to sacrifice because of love. Not because of that's just what I told you to do. I tell you, we just had five nights of revival. And uh, if sometimes you're dragging yourself in, hallelujah, and I'm glad that you're here. Uh, but that gets old real quick. If every night you're not doing it out of love. I do it because God, I want, I want to hear from you. God, I want you to speak to me, not just because I have to. Not just because I have to. When I'm on outreach, again, some outreaches, we're not feeling that great. And I just, yeah, just pick yourself up and get on outreach anyway. But imagine if that was every outreach, every outreach was just, oh, it's because I have to, because it's on the calendar. This pastor's going to ask me about it. <laughs> it gets very dry. We were talking about the Muslims that live across the road from me. Uh, across the road, they have some kind of prayer house or something. I know because when I wake up in the morning and leave to go to prayer in this building, uh, I wave at all the Muslims that are arriving to the house across the road because they fill my street and they all arrive to the house across the road to pray. And sometimes I, it's convicting. And I mentioned this to Pastor Dan. I said it's convicting their level of devotion. Here are Muslims in a dead religion with no hope and yet they will all wake up at the same time and find their way into that house to pray. And we both came to the revelation that, wait a second, that's not devotion. That's not devotion because in their religion, uh, it's works-based. So the more that I work, the more prizes that I get. They might be real dedicated to getting a good prize, but they're not devoted because devotion has to do with love. Devotion has to do with love. So how do we live out this debt in sacrifice? Let's look firstly at forgiveness. We owe a debt to forgive others because of the debt that we have been forgiven. Amen. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Bearing with one another, forgiving one another, as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love. Again, here he's saying to the Colossian church, just as Christ forgave you, you need to forgive each other. And you need to forgive those that have hurt you, not just because you have to, but do it in love. In Matthew chapter 6, we know in the Lord's Prayer, often Jesus is saying three times, He's talking about forgiving, and He even prays, forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. The application must be that we forgive those because we have been forgiven. We are indebted to forgive. 
because we have been forgiven. The second thing we're indebted to is faithfulness. General John Monash, who was, uh, to put it in some other terms, he was like the Anzac general. He was the main, he was the most famous general uh, in uh, the army. Uh, there, that was an Anzac general. And he's at the top of all the hierarchy. And yet John Monash, he writes about Private Simpson. Private Simpson, who only fought in the war for 24 days. He was only involved in the war for 24 days. 24 days he's there. And Private Simpson, uh, he wrote this, Private Simpson and his little beast earned the admiration of everyone at the upper end of the valley. They worked day and night throughout the whole period since the landing, and the help rendered to the wounded was invaluable. Simpson knew no fear. He moved unconcernedly amid, amid the shrapnel and rifle fire, uh, and he worked through all of these things with a good attitude. Here, Simpson just did his job and he did it so well and so faithfully that even the general, even the general who wasn't even on Anzac Cove, even the general heard about him. Imagine those that were saved by Simpson. And every single time he said, you know what? I've just got to be faithful. I've just got to be faithful. Going out again and again and again is a picture of witnessing. Here we have a picture of witnessing that we would go out again and again and pick people up from the battlefield, put them on the donkey, do whatever we have to do and bring them back to Jesus. Bring them back to the house of God. Bring them back to where they can be mended. Spoke to many people over the the, the revival visitors and different things. And I tell you, different people that you guys brought, different ages, uh, different backgrounds, different things. And every single one had the same thing. Confusion and being messed up. I mean, every single one just had no idea, how am I going to get out of this situation? And in the same way, we need to be faithful. Faithful. Sometimes the men that Simpson brought back, they survived. Sometimes they didn't. But that did not change his faithfulness. I've got to go. And in the same way Jesus tells us, go into all the world and preach the gospel. We have to go. Sometimes they come, they survive. Sometimes they go for a period of time and they die from their wounds <laughs> but that doesn't change the faithfulness Simpson and his donkey they talk about Simpson and his donkey uh, and there's pictures and different things that artists have drawn but in reality Simpson went through five donkeys in his journey there wasn't just one there were five because they either got shot They got tired, 
all that. And he said, you know what? Just get me another one. Get me another one and let's go again. Get me another one and let's go again. And there were even accounts when the donkeys were too tired that he would go on his own and put men on his back. The stories of 300 men being saved in 24 days. 300 men. Lives that they owe to him. The last debt that we have is we have a debt to fight. We have a debt to fight. We do not give up because there is a cause. We do not give up because there is a cause. We must fight for something beyond ourselves. The reason why it would be a scary situation if this would ever happen again is because they wouldn't be able to raise an army because people today are so selfish. They could never fight for something else that doesn't affect them because they're so selfish. When I think of us, I think we are saved because somebody went beyond themselves. Just like these men, just like these 300 men, they owed Simpson their life. They would have died otherwise. And again, I think, who do I owe? There are people that went out on outreach to speak to me. There are people who prayed for me. There are people who were faithful in witnessing to me. There are people who picked me up, like I said. There are people who this, there are people, there are people involved that God spoke to through my salvation that helped me to get to where I am today. I owe these people. At the very least, I owe them the fight. You know what? Because you did this for me, then I'm going to fight for others. I think of Pastor Wayman Mitchell last year. He died on the 50-year anniversary of, of our fellowship. Pastor Dan, Stefan and I, we called each other. And, and we're both wogs, so we're very emotional. Uh, and we're there on the phone talking to each other. And we agreed. It's like, you know what? It's on us now. It's on us now because of what he did, because of the fight that he was faithful to. And I have a debt. I have a debt to pay. It's on us now. There's a debt that we must pay. Let me look thirdly and finally with you then at the honor of sacrifice. And finish with some hope here because there is an honor to sacrifice. What an honor it is to serve Christ the King. What an honor it is to serve his people, to expand his kingdom. There is great honor in sacrifice. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, it says, For those who honor me, I will honor. God is saying, I will honor you. If you honor me, Jesus even says in John chapter 12, verse 26, he says, if anyone serves me, my father will honor him. Imagine how crazy this is. God, the father will honor you. Will honor the choices that you make if you will serve him. We went there today in the dawn service and I'm explaining to the kids 
See this cenotaph here? They have the names of the people there. Uh, these are the people that we should honor because of their sacrifice. Uh, we have in the Bible, we have Hebrews chapter 11, which is known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. You read through Hebrews chapter 11 and God goes through a Moses and Abraham and, and then some other people that you wouldn't even expect in there. But he says, you know what? We honor these people because God knows what they did. Let me tell you that God has a memorial for you. God has a memorial for those that would serve in his kingdom. God is proud, just like I'm proud showing the kids. God is proud. Imagine, look at this. We honor these people for the choices that they made. We honor them for the service that they gave to the kingdom. We may not be the best Christians. We may make mistakes, even fail sometimes. But there is honor to those who give themselves to a cause. There is honor to those who will sacrifice. The letter to Philemon is an interesting letter in the whole Bible because it's the only letter that Paul wrote in the Bible that wasn't to a church and it wasn't to a pastor. Paul is writing to Philemon, a guy that has a Bible study at his house. But there's honor that's given. And Philemon's name forever is recorded in the Bible because there is service there. I think about the Anzacs. And we talk about the Anzac legend and the Anzac spirit. And there is so much uh, that we talk about the Anzacs. And you know what? Without being disrespectful, we don't honor the results of what they did. Because the results are they turned up to Gallipoli and got smashed. They lost. But we honor the sacrifice. We honor what they did. We honor their service. We honor their character. We honor that they were willing to lay down their life and serve. The only reason we have the Anzac legend is not because of the results, but because of the sacrifice. And here today, we can get consumed with the results. We can get consumed and say, you know what? I'm not here there. I'm not there. I made mistakes. I made this. I know that. God knows that. Uh, but we honor the sacrifice. Can you stay faithful? Can you forgive? Can you continue? The fight. The bravery of the man and his donkey soon became the most prominent symbol of Anzac and tenacity on Gallipoli. Although Simpson carried no arms and remains an enigmatic figure, the nature of his sacrifice made a vital contribution to the story of Anzac. Here is a man that never killed another soldier, never advanced the Anzac cause, uh, but what he did was he sacrificed. And his contribution was vital. You have the opportunity to make a vital contribution to the story of Christ, to the story of our church, 
to the story in your life, you could make a vital contribution through forgiveness, faithfulness, and the fight. I tell you, destinies can be rewritten. Futures can be changed and honor can be earned. Let's bow our heads here this morning and we pray.